The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kabalik. It is Wednesday the 9th, and you are tuned in to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm serving us Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. Jordan Icewinner, alongside me is Marsha Kavalik, who's running to go grab something off the printer really quick. But I do believe my first guest is on the line this morning, we'll make sure this is heard, should be head coach of the Shepherd Women's Basketball Team, Coach Jenna Eckleberry. Coach, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing all right. I appreciate you taking some time to call in this morning. I know you got a pretty busy week ahead of you. Anytime. So uh, I know the season's not over yet. you got, you know, the uh, Atlantic Region Tournament coming up on Friday down in Glenville with the game at 7.30. But uh, I wanted to talk about the season that you've had already. You finished at a 24-7 and mark. Uh, what was this team like to coach? Because you had a, a few seniors on the team, so you had the COVID year, and a couple things got pushed around. So what was this team like this year? It was a great year, um, regular season and conference tournament year. Um, you know, I say it all the time, but the senior class that I had, the six seniors, Three, uh, two of them are grad seniors coming back using their extra year. They have done so much um, to me as a person and my program. Um, you know, I talk about Marley McLaughlin all the time and the great leadership that she has. And, you know, she'll go down as one of my all-time best leaders, um, whether it was at Fairmont or here. Um, she just knows how to get the team going on and off the court. Say, how important are, you know, having those three key players uh, on the team, Marlon McLaughlin, Sidney Clayton, especially the two seniors? What is it to have that kind of leadership, especially with the younger group of kids that you also have coming up? Yeah, it's great. They, especially going through a COVID year as last year, um, you know, the freshmen coming in, they didn't know anything about college life or anything like that. And everyone struggled on the mental side as, as well. So they, they knew what I expected. They knew how um, if they just stuck with it and, you know, they try to get everyone together and all that as much as possible through the COVID year. But those two, they know what um, it takes to build a program. They know when they came in, you know, they had to wait their time and, you know, put in the work. And, you know, I say all the time when Marley was a freshman, you know, I think she had 16 total points uh, scored as a freshman. And, you know, now look at her. Um, but she never gave up. She never trusted the process. She she bought into everything that, um, you know, the coaching staff was saying, and um, she's really been a great – her and Sid Clayton both have been great leaders to this program. And speaking with Coach Jenna Eckleberry, coach of the Shepherd women's basketball team. Now, unfortunately, the PSEC tournament had a good run, beating Bloomsburg 76-53 uh, to and also Westchester in the first round, but unfortunately came to an end uh, up at Kutztown against Cal with a 78-49 to loss. I know you probably don't want me bringing this up, but I want to ask you uh, what kind of your thoughts were about that game because it did seem like the team might have come out maybe, and this is just my outside opinion looking in, uh, maybe not necessarily as energetic as they normally do. Yeah, I mean, you didn't have to say the score. Um, <laughs> <I know>. Oh, <laughs> so, you, don't get I'll on her bad side. <laughs> I'll let that slide. No, I mean, we were definitely ready. I don't know if it was nerves that got the best of us, but, you know, they put a lot of pressure on themselves. They 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 really wanted to ring really bad. They wanted to cut down the nets. Um, you know, and we got off to a great first quarter against Cal. Um, and I know that, you know, people listening and stuff didn't watch, maybe not watch the game or going back to certain plays, but, we had a five-point lead at the end of the first quarter, and then they threw a buzzer beater in at the end of uh, uh, the period and kind of banked it in. And, you know, that just changed the whole momentum of the game. But, you know, I say, I said, I told the girls in the locker room, you know, that team's not 30 points better than us. You know, we, we got down, you know, 12, 15 points in the second half. And, 
you know, we could have just played our same day plan, game plan and wrote it out and lost by, you know, 10, 15 points. But in order to have a chance to win the game, we had to change some of the things that we usually do and just to see if we could catch back up. And they, they got some easy baskets, and we kind of fouled unexpectedly a lot at, um, at the end of the game. So got them some three-point plays. And in a normal game, that's not going to happen. But, you know, we were trying to win the game, and we didn't care if we lost by one or 30. But, you know, after watching Cal play that game, you know, if they play like that, they're, they're pretty unstoppable. They, they took away Abby. They were doubling Abby all over the court. They had the length. They had the athleticism. Um, and when our shots aren't falling, then, you know, it's going to be a long night. But, you know, I don't think it – I think the energy was there, but mm-hmm. then we wanted it so bad that, you know, it kind of deflated us. Right. Um, and it was hard to get back up. Well, speaking of energy, uh, are there going to be any uh... – buses going down with fans will you have any kind of hometown crowd traveling with you um i know that all of our parents um players parents are definitely coming um they are not taking a bus um shepherd's not taking a bus but we have a good following as it is um so we're going to have a lot of the community members come on their own and then like i said i think every parent's coming um and my family will be there and i think jordan's coming so yeah. we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're going to make it some noise, whether it's with the crowd or our play. So. <laughs> so you guys always have pretty good travel, and it's always the families. I mean, it's funny to sit there because I always see the backs of everybody from, uh, you know, above up in the press box, wherever I'm at. Uh, and you always see, like, Beeman's mom or mm-hmm. McLaughlin's sister or something like that on the back of the shirt. That's cool. They kind of, you know, how tight-knit the whole Shepherd basketball family is. Yeah, and it, it, it's, it's like... It's a whole process. I mean, we started in August. Like, this is such a long season. Um, You know, they put in the work. We have to be here over Thanksgiving and Christmas break. It's not like any other sport where you just go one semester. Um, We played through both semesters, and we've been at it since August. So, um, you know, I think that is a – that's why we we are successful. Yeah, we have the athletes and the talent. But, you know, if you're not close-knit family, if you you don't put chemistry out on the court, then – you're not going to win games no matter how talented you are. Well, it has been fun to watch you guys all season and be able to cover you guys all season and to see how tight-knit you and the and the players are. I mean, especially getting able to kind of see behind the curtain a bit on the bus going up to Bloomsburg and on some road trips and see. I mean, you guys are just one big family there in that team, and it's it's pretty cool. And I think that's definitely a key to the success you've had, you know, in your 10 years coach at Shepard. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I, I think that's huge. I tell the girls all the time, you know, you see the – at Division Two level, the team that wins the national championship isn't necessarily going to be the most talented. Um, it's going to be the one that has the best chemistry, chemistry well balanced, and everyone's out there, you know, playing for each other, for playing for their school, and playing for their teammates. So you got the Atlantic Regional coming up. Glenville's hosting it down in Glenville, West Virginia. Unfortunately, we got to take the bus ride all the way down to Glenville. That's always a fun one. Uh, but you have Gannon in the first round. It's a late game, 7.30 on Friday. So what's the process like, you know, getting the team ready for a late game, a long travel day? It's going to be probably closer to five hours on the bus than will be for us driving down. But um, what's the what's the, the, the game plan, the setup like for this region tournament? Yeah, I mean, Gannon has to do the same exact thing. They mm-hmm. got to adjust. Um, you know, we've had some late practices, so, you know, we're trying to do some, some, some kind of things like that. But at the end of the day, like, everyone deserves to be here. We deserve to be there. Um, you know, we can't make excuses or anything like that. We've prepared ourselves, um, and we're going to continue to do that in the next two practices. But we'll be well prepared. The team will be prepared. Um, and then it's just, let's, let's put on a show. Let's see, let's see what we can do. But um, everyone's got the same game plan and all that going in, so... Uh, we just got to show up and we got to make baskets. But at the end of the day, it's going to be our defense um, that wins this game. So you know, we got to get the stops. We can't give up 76 points. Um, you see all these teams and their scores, and it's in the 40 and 50. Um, so we, we know what we got to do on the defensive end, and we just got to execute the game plan. Well, help me out a little bit with my pregame preparation here. What are you expecting out of Gannon? Uh, they're very well balanced. Um, all the teams are that make the NCAA tournament, but. They're going to try to pound the ball inside, um, and we start four guards. So they're going to take. They're going to think they have a mismatch on one of their first players. All their guards on the perimeter are good three-point shooters. So we're going to have to dig smart and close back out to the shooters and know personnel really well, and then um, take care of the glass. But 
um, they're they're a very w- well prepared team. They run a great continuity offense, um, but we think we have a good plan, and we're going to try to do everything we can to slow them down and do the tempo that we want on offense. Okay, I've been speaking with Shepherd Women's Basketball Head Coach Jenna Eckleberry. Coach, thanks for joining us this morning. Good luck against Gannon. We'll be down there, and it's been so fun to be able to, you know, kind of be, uh, you know, next to you guys while you're making this run. So good luck, and I'm glad to be able to, to be down there and broadcasting it live right here on WPM and WCST at 7:30 on Friday. Thank you so much, and thanks for all that you do for our program. Absolutely. Thanks again, Thank Coach. Thank you. Again, that was Coach Jenna Eckleberry, coach of the uh, Shepherd Women's Basketball Team, and uh, it's been such a fun experience getting able to, you know, know Coach Eckleberry, been a couple of the players a little bit, and see, you know, how they kind of go about their thing and their their games and their you know, practices and stuff. It's it's fun. This has been a fun one. A whole different personality from other teams. You oh, might, I know. Yeah, you might follow. So it is, and it's it is kind of strange to see the the difference between like especially travel, like mm-hmm. with the football team, for example. It's pretty much quiet all the way up because they're getting focused for the game. And then luckily this didn't happen too often. Uh, but if they lose, then it is quiet, even quieter on the way back. I don't know how it can get as quiet as it did after that Ferris State game on the bus. But for the uh, women's team, and it, of course, kind of the same thing for the football team, they haven't lost too many games, so they haven't had to worry about it too much. But, uh, you know, after um, you know the game, they're kind of all on the bus, kind of decompressing, and then all of a sudden... You start hearing the chatter start, and then it's uh, just the talking, and then, yeah, mm-hmm. and everybody's back to normal. So it's all, it's very <laughs> cool. And I think that is a testament to Coach Eckleberry and the kind of, uh, what's the word, of, word I'm looking for? Um, Camaraderie she's established, for one thing, the team feel. Yeah, I can't think of the, yeah, it's all that. But there's a word that I'm thinking about that I can't. She kind of set that tone for the mm-hmm. team, I guess, is what I'm looking to say. But, yeah, they play on on Friday, rather, 730 uh, against Gannon at Glenville. We're in the NCAA tournament now, the Atlantic Regional Tournament. Uh, they got to win their four games away from getting down to Alabama and Birmingham for the Elite Eight and the Final Four and then the eventual National Championship. But they got to get through Gannon first at 730 on Friday, and we'll have uh, all your Shepherd basketball action right here starting at around uh, 715 or so Friday. So you and Parker? Me and Parker. Me and Parker Stone right here on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. And yeah, uh, it looks, seems like we're going to have some snow up this way. So get a little snowed in on a Friday night and uh, listen to some basketball. Fortunately, they play inside. Yes. Yes. Definitely fortunately <laughs> they play inside, especially down in Glenville because it seems like, I mean, it's a different world once you get in those mountains. So okay. they could have more. So maybe I'll go skiing okay. instead of you. All right. What Let me doing? know. Show me pictures. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we definitely won't be doing that. If it's snowing, I will not be outside. Jordan sure. on the bunny slopes. <laughs> yeah. No, just on the flat, <laughs> trying to stay upright. That's all it is. Although it's, it's skiing one of those things where like, it's kind of like when you're riding a bike. The faster you go, the easier it is to like kind of stay up. I've never found that. I mean, I, I get, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty conservative skier. Mm. I bet you would love snowboarding though. Yeah, like the whole, we'll if you like to, if, do you skateboard? I used to. Back yeah, you'd probably be really good at snowboarding. Huh. Well, maybe we'll have to try again next winter, Marsha. We'll there's one more weekend. Winter. I mean, you know. Well, I got Shepherd okay. Women's Basketball. Okay. I'll be down in Glenville. Hopefully down in Glenville until like Tuesday watching okay. them win all these games. But yeah, again, that was Coach Jen Eckleberry. If you missed any of that, listen back to it a little bit later on today. But we got more here on Panhandle Live coming up on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live, part of the Panhandle story for 75 years with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm, so West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icewarner. Alongside me is Marcia Kavalik. If you missed it for the break, we had Shepard Women's Basketball head coach Jenna Eckleberry on to talk about their Atlantic Regional NCAA tournament game coming up on Friday at Glenville against Gannon. Should be a good one. And now that we're into March Madness proper, you never know what you are going to expect. And uh, you'll be able to hear that Shepard game right here on WPM and WCST with myself and Parker Stone. And speaking of Parker Stone, Parker's in studio with us, and you had a uh, had a rough one last night. Yeah, it was it was a tough one, a heartbreaker at Berkeley Springs High School last night. The boys ended up losing forty nine to forty. They they led it after half by three. It was a really good game against North Marion too. Both those teams were fantastic. and that gym looked like it was popping. It was packed to the brink. Wow. It was it was loaded, mm-hmm. but both ends too. There was I don't think there was an empty seat on the Berkeley Springs side. Maybe one North Marion traveled very well as well. So it was it was a really good game. Both teams are fantastic, and 
yeah, it, it was it was just tough to see the guys go out like that. A lot, lot of the, lot of that team was crying going out of the post game handshakes and yeah, I, myself and uh, Dylan Bishop, we got to talk to a few of the guys to tell them, hey, keep your heads up. You guys did something really special this season. Oh, yeah. That's what that's what I've told them. I said, hey, you've got you've got a bunch of people that have listened to you on the station. They they've been following you the entire way. You did something really special. Just remember that. That's awesome. Yeah, unfortunately, they were one win away from making it to the state tournament. Nine down points. Nine points away from making it down to the state tournament in Charleston. But, uh, yeah, it's sad, especially to lose at home, too, when everybody was expecting that. What you, I think I heard you say it would have been the first time they'd made, made the state tournament since in, like, a decade, It'd maybe 15 decade, years. Yeah. Man, that would have definitely been special. But uh, it's, it's, it's definitely fun, and I'm sure I'll get your kind of – perspective on it too after the football season's done like you get invested in these kids in yes, these games right so it's it's i feel like it hits me just as hard as it hits them after they lose especially in a big game like that but i'm sure you probably feel the same way after following these cats for you know this whole season oh yeah i mean i, I looked at dylan after the game i said man i think i'm gonna cry with them because <laughs> it was just it was hard watching them go down like that and that's, that was a tough team right there. All those kids. I mean, all the, all the seniors for sure. I felt the most for them. Sean, Gavin, Oscar, Trevor. I mean, it was a big one, too. The way North Marion played, they really focused on Gavin and Tymere. So, Sean and Trevor stepped up big time. They both had over 10 points. And both those guys kind of – I wouldn't say they were in scoring droughts, but they've been scoring less in the, in the tourneys. Mm-hmm. Those, those guys really stepped up big that game. And Tre- Trevor, actually, we talked with Trevor, was one of the guys. He had a big game too. yesterday. He did. He had about, I think, 17. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked with Trevor. He said, he said yeah, this, it just stings because we knew we could beat him. And mm. it just coming up short really hurt. And I said, I, I know, buddy. <laughs> I I understand. I, I got you. And I, I, like I said, I just told him, you, you did something really special. Your whole mm. team did something really special this season. And what was the final? 49-40. to 49-40, man. Trevor or Trevor Osborne, I will never forget his name because the whole football season, I don't know if you noticed this, March or heard it, the whole football season, I was calling him Ozzy Osborne. Ozzy. The reason I was and calling I, him Ozzy. I thought, wow, that's an interesting nickname for a high <laughs> schooler. Well, the reason I was calling him Ozzy because I got the roster off of the Max Prep offline, right? And had everybody's, it looked right as far as I saw it was right. And I had people check it and they're like, yes, yeah, it's good. So uh, he was a pretty good player on the football team, too. So I kept saying Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. And then I felt like it was weird, but nobody ever said anything. Went through the whole season (laughs) until I think it might have been Dylan Bishop that said, hey, you know his name's actually Trevor? Or no, no, it was actually um, Senior Nikes. He's a senior. And they were walking him out, and they said Trevor Osborne. I'm like, who's that? Oh, and then he goes, like, his name's actually Trevor. And I'm like, oh, my, I've been calling him Ozzy. You're going to pass it off as a, well, we thought that was a nickname that would, would <laughs> That's stick. what I said. Well, they no, actually like, called yeah, him Ozzy on the team. So funny enough. So, yeah, that's what. Well, maybe I had a nickname. I gave him a nickname. It hey, stuck. Uh, Who knows? Yeah, they've, yeah, Time Ears called him Ozzy when we've had him up and <laughs> interviewed him for post game. So they, I think he's known as Ozzy. <laughs> I think the most that's the guys, on you now, so. Jordan. I felt like <laughs> such a dummy when that senior night. I'm listening. I just barely hear it come through the headphones because we were going through our pregame show and I hear Trevor and then my dad did stats for us look at him and he's like Trevor and Dylan says but like, senior night they're gonna give their given name too like I their guess. proper you know this <laughs> was know. on their birth certificate I, I felt know. I felt like such I felt awful when I found <laughs> that out I was like well, who knows go figure but anyways Perkins Springs basketball unfortunately done for the season yeah that's uh that closes the book on the 21-22 season mm. for the Indians so we'll uh I, like I said last night when we closed out on XDC, hey, we got football season, so we'll we'll bring that in the fall, and then yeah, what month will you start covering? You know, practices is that August? I'd say mm-hmm. probably mid August. I think so because school usually starts about second third week of August now. I think, Practice so. has to be like on the hottest day of the year. Oh, and it's always the two days. And yeah. I remember three days back in the day. Shoo. Yeah, those have, were. Have I, I think they might be. I think three days might even be illegal now. Ha, yeah, most of that, most of that stuff's illegal yeah. now. <laughs> well, so so you practice under child abuse? Oh, one thousand <laughs> percent. It'd be T- times it'd, were different. Oh yeah, times we get we get to the school like was that ten years ago. Oh yeah, we get to school like. 5 a.m. and then it'd be just like shirts and t-shirt for the first and it would just be kind of like a conditioning thing maybe run some pass routes whatever then you'd go and you'd uh, have a break you maybe shower and get you know something to eat then you come back then it'd be just shoulder pads and shorts and it'd be pretty hot but mm-hmm. you would really start to go and then right when it was getting in like the mid-afternoon it's really hot right of course that's when you go full pads full everything and you're like <sighs> running game stuff so who knows? But yeah, we'll have Berkeley Springs football over on 92.9 WXDC. Uh, and they should have a pretty good uh, group of kids coming back, too. Not, I mean, there were, I mean, of course, like every high school team, you're going to have the big 
players that are seniors that are going to leave. But uh, Berkeley Springs have a timer. Ross coming back is huge. Yeah, yeah he's going to be definitely a big guy to watch for that team. He's, like I've said here multiple times, he's such an athlete. Mm-hmm. It was cool because uh, North Marion had a really good guy, too. Their, uh, his name was name was Tariq. The last his name's losing me right now. But his mm-hmm. first name was Tariq. Really good athlete, too. Him and Tymere were going back and forth all game. That was a fun watch. And then, yeah, Tymere will definitely be a big player for the football team. Hunter Ambrose, he's coming back. That'll be another big guy. Guy like Dakota Hamrick. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure if he played for football or not this Mm -hmm. past year, but definitely got to watch. I mean, 6'4 out there on the football field. That could be some trouble. So, yeah, definitely excited for uh, Indians football and cover that here in the fall. And hopefully uh, I don't get two heartbreaks in one week with the Shepherd women as well. Nice segue, though. That was a good segue. to Glenville. Yeah, we are heading to Glenville. You kind of old stomping grounds down that way, yeah. Parker. Yeah, I uh, that's back in the Mountain East Conference. I ran at Concord for four years, so Glenville's a uh, Mountain East rival. Not to brag. And uh, yeah, I've actually uh, Glenville two years ago, two or three years ago, we were at Glenville for track conference, and it, that's kind of become like the staple for a uh, track conference now because right. it used Must to be, be a nice venue then. Yeah, apparently all their uh, facilities down there are nice. Yeah, they got a they have a really nice gym in there, so I'm excited. So I'm excited to get you to see the gym in there. It's, yeah. re- it's a really nice facility. The football field's pretty good. The track the track's pretty good. Eh, I would cares say about the track. Yeah, I just oh, <laughs> I just throw some legs out there to be all right. You you asked him to come here I know. and so sit in this I gotta chair. Mess, I got to mess with him sometimes. So here's the fun thing about Concord's track. We cannot host a conference because we only have a six lane track. How many do you need? Eight. Sounds okay. like the alumni, the alumnus uh, of Concord need to... You need me cut a check. Yeah, start sending a little money Concord's <laughs> I, way. Go yeah, I wish. Go I wish. That, that and we need a steeple pit. So that I'm not... Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the steeple works. You got to like dig in there mm-hmm. and you got to put the barriers up and the water water traffic. You don't have people and, for man. that? Well, we'd have to dig into that, do that. E2 Sports. Yeah, you never know. I could pay to stripe it, maybe. There you go. <laughs> so, see, I think you, Parker, need to get in touch with the uh, Alumni, Alumni Association. Association see uh, I'll, get, I'll give them a call. Be like, hey, this is Parker Stone. We need a, uh, we need a uh, refurnishing of the track here at Concord. Do you know who I am? Yeah. <laughs> or just say, hey, I think there's a Marsha Kavalik <laughs> that might not have donated this year. <laughs> maybe give her a call. <laughs> but anyway, say, good season. Good to uh, basketball season there parker your first season do a play-by-play did, did a pretty good job dude well i appreciate excellent that. job yeah good yeah. job man thank you thank you Absolutely. yeah it's been fun i i'm really gonna miss watching those guys play basketball but hey we'll have football in the fall and hey best thing about sports they come right on back except for major league baseball because we're never gonna get major league <laughs> baseball again but hey that's another story uh. we don't have enough time for that one have the time. But again, Parker Stone, uh, you can hear him calling Berkeley Spring Sports over 92.9 WXDC. You heard him, unfortunately, last night calling the Berkeley Springs loss. That was regionals, right? Yeah, that was for that was the regional for mm-hmm. the boys. Losing in their regional matchup. It was potentially the first time in over a decade Berkeley Springs could have gone down to Charleston. Unfortunately, it was just not in the cards this year. But hey, like I said, they'll come back around next year. And we got football coming back too. All kinds of stuff. So, uh, Parker, thanks for coming in. Yeah, absolutely. It's been fun as always. Absolutely. Stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kabalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm. So that's Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs. Family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at SuttonandJanelle.com. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Hey, so Jordan, if someone is just joining us and didn't realize we had to start Panhandle Live early, mm-hmm. can they still hear those interviews? They absolutely can. You can listen back to any Panhandle Live. <clears throat> Excuse me, over on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify page. You can find that uh, just with a little nice little search in either of the uh, search bars on either page, and we'll have it up there. Our schedule is a little different the next two weeks um, because of the high school uh, basketball playoffs, and I wanted to let folks know because 
talk line is happening mm-hmm. at 10 o'clock with Hoppy Kerchival. Um, he sends us his schedule every day. Right. And so he's got uh, Jared Halpern from Fox News Radio uh, talking about the uh, president's decision to ban, uh, to halt petroleum ex- uh, imports from Russia. He's got a senior director from the state government affairs uh, at pharmaceutical care management to talk about uh, one of the the bills running through the house related to that. Also, uh, David McKinley, who is the first congressional district representative, <clears throat> U.S. representative, um, and he's going to be talking about Ukraine. Mm-hmm. But notably, he and second district uh, Congressman Alex Mooney will be in a primary against each other hmm. uh, in in May because of the redistricting. Right. Uh, Due to the census showing that you know we've lost population, we lost a congressional district. Mm-hmm. So uh, interesting. Hopefully, he'll be able to have Congressman Alex Mooney on as well at some point. So um, anyway, so so those are a couple of the items that he has, and then uh, Joe Bracato on. Yeah, uh, I'm sure to talk about the the continuing high school tournament for, on the girls' side. That's right, and uh, you won't be hearing that on. Uh, here today because at 9 30 when we hop off panhandle live we'll go right into the sports uh or into the games for today but if you do want to listen and catch hoppy's show because it will still be going live all of the metro news programming will still be happening you can listen live over at wvmetronews.com you can click on the listen live tab and you can listen to hoppy talk about all the important issues surrounding or well concerning west virginia mm-hmm. and i guess surrounding West Virginia. Right. So uh, when you go on the web page, it's, it's interesting because at the top, they've got the, the tourney mm-hmm. and then they've got on the left, they've got um, talk lines. So you right. can avail yourself of that. You don't have to go without Hoppy. That's right. Speaking of the uh, 2022 West Virginia SSAC Girls State Basketball Championship Tournament, today, your games in the morning session, it'll be Fairmont Senior taking on Sissonville, Wyoming East facing off against Charleston Catholic and Nitro taking on Pikeview. So these are these all single A? Uh so triple A, Fairmont Senior and Sissonville, double A Wyoming East and Charleston Catholic and Triple A uh, Nitro and Pikeview. And then this evening in the uh evening uh, session, you have Quad A Wheeling Park taking on Jefferson, which you can hear right here. Uh or I'm sorry, that is tomorrow morning. So Mark your calendar for tomorrow morning at 9.06. Uh, it's going to be Wheeling Park, or at uh, 9.30, rather. It'll be Wheeling Park taking on Jefferson. Wow. Go, Panhandle getting after it uh, tomorrow morning. And you can hear it. And, and I was, just to just to, to test my theory, mm-hmm. I had it on when I was running errands oh. yesterday and heading was home. It? I, it was it was very pleasant. I'll, I'll say yeah. that. So Well, the Metro News uh, sports guys, Fred uh, Persinger, you know, Travis Jones, all those dudes, they mm-hmm. do such a good job. So it it sounded like it was um, uh, Dave and Dave Wilson, mm-hmm. and he kept saying Freddie, <laughs> and I thought that seems pejorative. Yeah. And I realized he was talking to Fred Persinger yeah. the second, mm-hmm. who actually worked here for for a bit. Really, he, he was up in Martinsburg uh, about a year, year and a half. Oh, I didn't and know that. For a long time, I, I haven't tested this theory out lately, but if you go to the Berkeley Plaza Theaters Seven, Cinema mm-hmm. Seven Theater yeah. Seven. Um, Fred Persinger the second is voicing their, you know, the, the little notes ahead of the, you know, please extinguish, you know, right. turn your phone off and all that stuff. That's you, you him. You about to say, please extinguish your cigarettes? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the 80s called. They want their, their movie warnings back. <laughs> Sorry. No, it is funny. It's, it is always kind of. Well, it catches your eye when you go into a certain place and you still see like an ashtray, like built into something. Right? Oh, we were in a restaurant last weekend and um, there was a sign up that said smoking um, section. Mm. It was out of state and I'm just not used to it anymore. Right. I always, well, I remember the smoking section and non-smoking section days. I remember, uh, well, you never wanted to sit in the smoking section. Of course, I guess if you were a smoker, but if you weren't, you never wanted to sit in the smoking section unless you didn't want to wait too long to get a table or a seat. Mm-hmm. Then you, sometimes you yeah. have to kind of take your courage. What are priorities? Yeah, and uh, <laughs> say, you know what? I guess we will end up sitting in the smoking section just so we don't have to wait for too long. But joining us on the line is our next guest, Berkeley County Schools, uh, well, from Berkeley County Schools, Musman High School band leader, Michael Nepper. Michael, how you doing this morning? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Can you hear me pretty well? Yes, yes absolutely. Thank Th- you for calling in this morning. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for inviting me. So we're going to be talking about music in our schools month, but let's talk about you for a minute. <laughs> Berkeley County Teacher of the Year. Say, Marsha's been hyping you up. Oh, yeah, band leader. Uh-huh. And, and notably, I didn't get a chance to tell Jordan this story off 
off mic. I'm not sure he was here when this happened, but during the pandemic, um, you guys have had some great uh, creative ways to keep the kids involved, like drive by little, um, you know, get togethers, even during the pandemic when, when you couldn't really have in-person gatherings. So very creative stuff on your part. Oh, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. So uh, tell us about Music in Our Schools Month, and uh, is this a, a district-wide thing, a statewide, a nationwide thing? It's all three. Uh, it's a month I really enjoy celebrating with the kids and tailoring some events for the students to keep music in our schools and uh, celebrate it with our community. So how do you do that? Is it, it Will you be only um, helping celebrate it in the confines of Musselman High School? Uh, well, we just got back from our in-service conference. I'm sitting here with my student teacher, former drum major of West Virginia University, Joshua Shepard. Whoa. Wow. Congratulations on that. He is here, and um, as part of his internship, and together we tailored an entire month where we're celebrating our, our students' um, some of their events from show choir band, the indoor percussion, the concert band, and any kind of music making that we could offer in this busy month. That so, is really neat. So tell us yeah, a little bit about really those. Uh, well, coming back from in-service conference, that's when all the music educators can go down and profession, uh, Berkeley County Schools gives us an opportunity to go down and get some in-service professional development so that way we can maximize our classrooms and, um, talk amongst ourselves about ways that we can brainstorm to make music education uh, more evolve it into the 21st century. So we have all those professional developments, and that's sort of the kickstart the month. And uh, we listen to outstanding ensembles uh, throughout the state to get our ear in tune and to find out what's uh, trending. And for here at Musselman High School, uh, what we have done is that we have a our indoor percussion co- competitions uh, throughout the month, and our show choir band is going to play and dance with the show choir um, at Hurricane High School for state. We wow. also have um, and we also have uh, our adjudications. It's when concert bands in the region come to Musselman High School, and I've been hosting that for about. 16 or 17 years, I can't remember now, but March 30th and 31st, all the middle schools and high schools in the region come and get comments or ratings where they can get feedback from uh, professionals about how to improve their ensemble. Uh, um, Shepherd University Falcony is coming to work with the jazz band on March 24th and to help get us ready for our trip to the beach and our, our spring trip. And so we are very grateful that Shepherd University is coming down to help us with that. And then we have Jazzathon and Drumathon, where kids can get sponsors for their spring trips. And our music appreciation classes and general music classes are studying a new composer each week, where we provide them asynchronous uh, uh, asynchronous assignments, and uh, we celebrate and listen to their music within the classroom. Um, I'm trying to think of some other things that we're doing. Um, I know that the show choir has a, uh, a an event on March 11th where they're debuting their show to the community as well. So a lot of great things happening at our school. So I I love the fact that even though you you know your wheelhouse is the band, um, you you've invited all of these other uh, musical ensembles to take part in all of this and even uh, collaborations. Yeah, it's, it's good because I think music is so universal. Everyone enjoys it in different um, styles. So I'm trying to create a variety and being versatile in, your, in those styles and how you deliver it is very important to all different kinds of music makers. When you think about uh, the some of the events that you talked about where there can be an audience, how important is that for musical performers to have someone there supporting their jazzathon or their drumathon or their ensemble uh, concert? Uh, that is a that is really important, especially to the students to see that they see how their parents, just like in any kind of academic or athletic, when you're doing something in the fine arts, I think that the 
students really enjoy having their parents or their families see how they're progressing and see how they're expressing. I think that's really valuable to a young person as they grow into um, unlocking their creativity. So I know that you're your teacher. You've been you've been trained uh, in in multiple teaching modalities. I'm sure. Talk about the fact that I've heard this for years that music and practicing it with an instrument or your voice also augments your ability to manage your time, to uh, process things logically. It helps with math and all of that. It, have you heard that as well? Yes, that is a huge link uh, that uh, students um, the, through a lot of studies and cognitive abilities have grown to those links together on how they are able to uh, do well in math or in academics, but also expression. And uh, I think it's also helped. So it's another. It's one of the many great activities schools offer to help with social growth as well. Working and collaborating and um, doing things with peers. Yeah, we're speaking with Musselman High School band leader Michael Nepper. Now, you said you had your student teacher there with you. That was a former Mountaineer drum major. Uh, drum major? Uh, yeah, he's one of the drum majors. Uh, he is setting to be a band director, and he is here. Would you like to talk to him? Yeah, sure, if he uh, can get on the line. Yeah, here he is, Joshua Shepard. Hello. Hi, Josh. Hi, Josh. Nice to talk to you. Now, I, I have... Uh, I want to ask you what it was like being a ba- uh, the drum leader or drum major rather for uh, you know such a big school and such a big band like West Virginia because I was a long time ago I was out in Columbus Ohio and I was in this uh, establishment and all of a sudden one of the uh, former drum majors for Ohio State came out and started doing like the whole you know routine and everything and it was inc- it was crazy and they started telling all these stories about the big stadiums and whatnot so what was the experience like for you being the you know leader of the sound of West Virginia. I can piggyback off of what um, the drum major of Ohio State said. Um, definitely with the big stadiums, going to Mountaineer Field, 60,000 people. I'll never forget first game um, this past year um, uh, when I ran out, and you just hear a bunch of people cheering for you and things like that. And it's just special because there's not many college bands that get that type of exposure or that type of positivity from their fans, especially in the state where we're just so popular to mm-hmm. everyone throughout the entire state. Where we go, um, whether that's exhibition shows. I remember this was a past year, but my freshman year, uh, four years ago, whenever we went down to Princeton, West Virginia, uh, to play for, their, for, for the county there, they had every single school come out and watch us perform and a packed like high school stadium every single school came and they even called up cry to west virginia day because they were just so happy to have us which is something i never experienced in high school is i'm from um i'm from maryland and that's not something that is just very common in that state to have like college bands and just be so popular hey i'm, I'm from maryland too and trust me i don't <laughs> think uh, i don't think we were ever filling a stadium for uh, the university of maryland band to come through <laughs> Definitely not. Um, we were actually there this past year, and they didn't have that. For like, they just don't. It just isn't something that happens in that in most states. I don't think we might be the only state that won't. Well, maybe Texas too, but mm-hmm. we don't have that. That's just something that you just don't see very often. And something with the size of a band, something I enjoyed with with my position was getting to meet numerous people. I'm a tuba player. Oh, nice! Wow, very fun. That section was very fun. We like to call ourselves the tuba corps, but <laughs> being able to go out and meet so many people within the band, getting able to talk to them, and meeting even alumni was something cool to see the legacy that the band has built and the amount of people, the amount of pride, pun intended, there that people have with the band. It was just a really cool experience to go to have that this past year. So Joshua Shepard is with us. So I have to ask you, and you were talking about the popularity of, of the band. I think part of that is that all of the people in the stadium are waiting for their turn to chime in yeah. when it's time for Country Roads. But it, let us in on a little secret. Is there a bad time to drop Sweet Caroline, or do, do, is that like planned out during the game? We actually are not allowed to play Sweet Caroline. <laughs> uh. <laughs> we can't do that. Oh, um, there's a Three years ago now, we played NC State, and their band actually came up and played Sweet Caroline 
And we were on the sidelines waiting to perform after them. We were just like, oh, here it comes. Uh-huh. <laughs> the famous chorus line. You hear the entire stadium break out into, as you know. Right. <laughs> Which we can't say on, on the radio yeah, right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have to ask also, um, Yeah, I, I'm not sure if you knew whenever you started this whole internship that you'd be working with such a you know local legend in, in Michael Nepper. He really invests himself in his uh, students and their success. What's it been like working with him as your mentor? It has been absolutely amazing. I'm just getting, I'm just halfway through the seven weeks in and I've learned so much and I'm very excited for the next seven weeks that I have. He is very caring with the students. He puts the students before anything else whenever he does anything, which I think is just very refreshing because especially in the band world, it's very much like, hey, we have to get this done. We have to be the best that we do. Of course, we strive for that here, but we never, ever do that without thinking about how the students might feel or how it might affect their lives. And I, that's something I learned, and it's just very positive here, which I really enjoy. So um, what is, what's your future going to look like? What are you planning to do with your degree? After this year, I plan on teaching in the Maryland, Virginia area, um, that's what I plan on doing. I plan on uh, going to graduate school sometime down the line. I don't know in what yet. Uh, we'll see what the future holds, but that's what I plan on doing, teaching, band, hopefully. <laughs> but I will take anything, of course. Um, and I'm very, much, I'm very excited going into teaching with how the world is. With just, It's not very good for teachers right now. I'm very excited to go into that and try and bring positivity to how it is with like school and students' lives at the moment awesome again we've been speaking with assistant teacher uh, assistant teacher right In, intern intern teacher. yeah whichever you want to say a student Super teacher thank you. student teacher is okay. what I'm looking for not assistant teacher student teacher Joshua Shepard uh, who is uh, underneath of Michael Nepper the band leader over at Muscleman now Michael I want to bring you back in real quick before we have to let you go to get to our last break you guys have a lot of fundraisers a lot of different events coming up here can you let everybody know again uh, what a couple of those are where they can find out that information okay well uh, we have uh Easter candy that we're selling with, uh, we are back into making some of the Easter candy. We used to do the subs as well. It's been sort of a trademark of Muscleman Band. So the kids bring in just peanut butter and sugar, and we have other things that we're uh, making as well. And so you're, make, like you're making peanut butter eggs? Peanut butter, peanut butter balls. Awesome. Mm. Yeah, they're fine. <laughs> okay, so how can people, anyone who's listening, you know, for example, how can they uh, f- find out how to order those? Uh, we, we, you have you can go onto the Muslim Band Facebook page or uh, uh, and send a private message, and you can fill out the form as well. Okay, and a lot of the students have the forms, and um, also you can. Uh, contact Muslim in high school or just email me and I can email you back a form. Awesome. And the information about the Jazzathon and the Drumathon will be there too? Uh, that is going to be, the students have those. Uh, I would like, they like to go, uh, what we do is like since Shepherd's coming down to work with our kids and uh, uh, we have drum instructors, they have like a certain event and each kid, you sponsor them for like an hour and that helps them get to their or trip. We're going to Wildwood, New Jersey. Nice. nice. I've been to Wild. Wildwood's fun time. Competition. So I'm really excited about that. And the kids are just really looking forward. They're just wanting to find a new evolved normal and just have experiences with each other. And we've been speaking with Muscleman Band leader Michael Nepper and uh, student teacher Joshua Shepard. Thank you all for joining us this morning and chatting on Panhandle Live. Thank you so much for inviting us. Absolutely. Take care. And that was band leader Michael Nepper and student teacher Joshua Shepard. Uh, were you in the band, Marsha? No. You weren't? Mm-mm. I was in the band. I was in choir. I was in the band back in the day. My, we had this elderly, sweet, bless her heart, I think she's still alive, band uh, chorus leader. <laughs> yeah. And um, she would have us sing. And back then, you could you could sing religious songs in, mm-hmm. in choir in public school. And I remember to this day, she'd say, when we were singing the amen at the end, mm-hmm. hold on to your men, girls. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't get any of that uh, in my <laughs> middle school band. Uh, one thing, our one of I can't remember her name now. Uh, 
the one te- we had two teachers in the band, and she would play an electric bass guitar all the time. Wow! Yeah, she'd play electric bass, and she'd sit she's down. She's cooler she'd play, than you. And her, yeah. Well, I played drum set, so okay. Arguably, wow! All right. Depends on who you talk to there. Wow. But um, thirteen, she would always, thirteen year you, old you just like reared up. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> But uh, she would, to like, I guess she thought it was funny. I never necessarily thought it was funny. But uh, she'd sit there and it'd be like people we'd talk or whatever. And she'd take her pick and would uh, like scrape one of the uh, strings. Strings, thank you, with mm-hmm. the pick. And it would sound like a scratching noise. like, oh. rrr, rrr, rrr. And she would just sit there and act like she was scratching her head. You know how she's doing it? <laughs> Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe that was her bit. Yeah, we should have seen what uh, Michael Nepper's bit was. He's got to uh, have one. All, uh, maybe all band. I'm sure it's wholesome, though. Leaders. Yeah, definitely. It definitely. wouldn't be annoying. And if you missed any of that conversation <laughs> with Muscleman High School band leader Michael Nepper, you can listen back to it a little bit later on. But we got to get to our last break. And we'll be back here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm serving us Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at SuttonAndJanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icewinner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Marsha, go figure. We have a few nice days, and now I'm already dying from allergies. I was almost trying not to sneeze and there. And now it's it's like it feels like winter out. Well, why, it's, why is it your is nose winter stuffy? Now. Like all the pollen's been rained off. <sighs> I don't understand allergies. I can't stand it. I feel like my <laughs> eyes are popping out of my head. Yeah. Well, the <sighs> trees are budding, but they're, you know, it's uh, what, 40 well, degrees? Well, I got or one button right in front of my window, too, that I've had open. So maybe that isn't helping. And you just saw that off? No. no. Can't do that. Can't okay. do that. Anyways, we only got a few minutes. We got eight minutes, Marcia. So what, we got to cover some news. All right. Something for you to do this evening mm-hmm. um, downtown. Yep. A Martinsburg Church is hosting a prayer vigil for the people of Ukraine this evening. St. John's Lutheran Church of Martinsburg is inviting the public to attend the prayer vigil. Uh, it begins at 8. They're asking folks to gather at 745. The church is at the corner of Queen and Martin Streets in Martinsburg. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, for more information, you can call 304-263-9291, extension 1. Yeah, absolutely. That should be uh, that's that's cool. A lot of different places are doing that, and it's right downtown, so it'll be easy to get there. Mm-hmm. All kinds of parking and stuff too. If you yep. are going to drive in, so um, yeah, absolutely. Is there any other big? There there are were some big headlines. Yeah. So um, so yesterday the chief of police oh, of yeah. Martinsburg mm-hmm. uh, dropped some some news for us, an exclusive. Uh, you know, this has been part of the national conversation about you know should the way policing happens change. Do we need to put resources elsewhere to help the police out, um, take resources away, defund, whatever? That, But uh, Martinsburg Police Department found a way to augment mm-hmm. their services. The Martinsburg Initiative is funding a full-time social worker to help out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Noel Canellis will be the uh, full-time social worker. And it's it seems like it's a pretty – well, it is a pretty cool um, – you know, situation. It's a yeah. partnership, absolutely. And here are some of the words from uh, Martinsburg Police Chief George Swartwood. To provide a listening ear, basically, for the police department, uh, have somebody possibly that can go with social services or go as a social worker to intervene on some of these cases to be of assistance that when we're going time after time after time to the same call, the same individuals, to have somebody else also go to lend their expertise, to let them know what services are out there in the county and the state that they can provide. Now, the nice thing about uh, Noelle Canellis is that uh, not only is she a qualified and a great social worker, she also has a little bit of uh, law enforcement experience. Noelle Canellis, she's tremendous. She comes from a background steeped in social work and social service with TMI. And she's been with TMI a long time. And she's also got a law enforcement side. She she was in the law enforcement for four years. So she knows basically how we work, uh, what we look at, what we can and what we can't do. And I think that's really one of the biggest things that the chief said yesterday was that she has that law enforcement 
enforcement mm-hmm. experience so that, you know, they know the officers that'll be with her know that if they take her out, you know, or when she's out on a call with them that, you know, she can, she knows Hold what's happening. Own. Yeah. She yeah. can see what's going on and know, you know, what's happening in front of her, especially in a situation like that. But this isn't going to cost anything, any money to the city of Martinsburg because uh, like the police chief says, uh, the grants come through the Martinsburg initiative. She's going to provide us with the ability to make real time during day shift to make real time intervention so she can go to some of these calls that we're going to with the police assistant our police officers will be able to make referrals to her to do follow-up with families with kids with persons that are uh, in this situation and are experiencing trauma and opioid addiction the next day it was done through grants Uh, the city of martinsburg did not have to spend one dime it's done with grants and we partnered up with with tmi uh, to do this to decrease the substance use overdose and overdose deaths increase the social service supports for law enforcement involved populations decrease the number of repeat calls and non-criminally related police calls and this one is dear to my heart because it blends right in a handle with care to reduce the traumatic impact of childhood trauma. Those are some of the words from uh, Martinsburg Police Chief of Police, George Swartwood, uh, as heard here on Panhandle Live just yesterday morning. You can listen to the full interview over on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify pages. But, Marsha, this sounds like it's going to be an awesome, uh, well, like the chief said, a game changer mm-hmm. here in the uh, here in the county. Perfect the nexus. And um, you can read the full story on our PanhandleNewsNetwork.com website. Um, and, and like you said, you can hear the full interview uh, as well on Panhandle Live. You can access it on Spotify, but also through our Facebook page as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that just about does it for us here today on Panhandle Live because we've got to get uh, to some high school basketball at 930. It is going to be, today is Wednesday, not Tuesday, North Marion <laughs> taking on Kaiser. It's the AAA uh, first round matchup for, well, both North Marion and Kaiser. It's going to be right here uh, at 930, but... Marsha, you got anything else before well, I do a quick recap? Just just a reminder, if you are uh, if you want to tune into TalkLine with Hoppy Kerchival, go to the metronews.com website, and there's a, a tab there you can listen live. Absolutely, yeah, because uh, all that n- normal Metro News programming is still happening. Uh, you just got to go uh, to the Metro News website because we're not going to have it here because we got uh, the 2022 West Virginia SSAC Girls State Basketball Championships. But, but if you missed any of this Panhandle Live today, we start things off with Shepherd University women's basketball head coach Jenna Eckleberry talking about the playoffs uh, coming up against Gannon on, uh, well, it's the not even playoffs anymore. It's the NCAA tournament. They face off against Gannon down in Glenville on Friday. You can hear that game right here on 937-1340-WPMWCST. Uh, we had Parker Stone on talking about Berkeley Springs basketball and their heartbreaking loss one game away from the state tournament last night. Uh, we had the uh, Musselman High School band leader Michael Nepper on talking about music in our schools months and some of the things they have going on. Whew, jam-packed show today, Marsha. And his student teacher gave us the tea on Sweet Caroline. <laughs> That's right. They so can't you can play listen it. back to that. They can't play it? Well, yeah, absolutely. We'll, that we'll doesn't just mean tell it you they can't, can't spontaneously it. break out, though, because <laughs> yeah. it does. Well, that just about does it for us today on Panhandle Live. For Marsh Kavalik and Jordan Icewonder, this has been Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. We will talk to you tomorrow. From Martinsburg to Inwood, from Berkeley Springs to Pawpaw, this is the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST.